hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, welcome back. We're on episode 43, I believe. Um, I'm actually sitting, <laughs> recording this, under a bunk bed, if you can imagine like a kid's bunk bed with a little desk and a wardrobe, this is my office for the time being. I don't know why that's relevant to you because you're listening, however, that's where I am. Um, we're back, took a little break. For those of you that don't know, where have you been? Under a rock. Um, it's been busy. September was a busy month. We had our first ever conference, which was amazing, by the way. Um, like over 80 people in the room, guest speakers, amazing talks. And it was really interesting how each speaker kind of touched on topics that were also in the other people in other speakers' talks. So um, I spoke about health-centered fat loss, and then Jules spoke about menopause, Dan Osmond spoke about body image, and then we ended the day with Rachel talking about emotional eating, and um, it just all kind of tied into one another, um, or came full circle, so it was, uh, it just blended so well. Anyway, the whole day was an amazing success, lunch was epic, the venue was incredible, um, so yeah, we are going to do another one if you missed out, so keep... I don't know where you should keep, just, you know, the usual places on this podcast, on Instagram, on my email list. Keep your eyes peeled for what is next. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about fueling your workout because um, I talk about this a lot, about the importance of fueling yourself properly and I'm always going on about not training fasted. So I thought it'd be great to do a podcast, diving into this a little bit more detail. I've also kind of spruced up um, a resource for my clients. So if you're a client listening to this, you'll get the resource as well. But I know some of you don't really like to read things. You'd rather listen. Um, so that's what we're going to go into today because it's all well and good saying, yes, fuel, fuel yourself. But like what exactly should we be eating in the lead up to training? And this might touch on if you are someone that runs like 5Ks and stuff, but I think anything longer than a 10K is probably going to be a different topic that we can talk about because that's going to maybe span more than just thinking about one day. You're probably going to think about the day before and and that's a whole other tangent to get onto. But I guess I should start by, you know, just reiterating things that I already say, <laughs> um, which is for those of you that train early in the morning, why I don't recommend training fasted. Now, obviously the main thing for anybody is that it's not great for performance. Um, our body uses carbohydrates primarily for exercise and we need to keep our stores of carbohydrates topped up, right? Because then we can tap into them and we can use them. So, that's why, firstly, we shouldn't. Uh, we want to keep our stores topped up. And the best way we do that is by eating throughout the day. So if we go straight into an exercise session without having eaten anything, just woken up, we probably haven't topped up them stores. And that might impact our training later on, right? It might mean that we maybe fatigue earlier um, and we don't get the best out of it. 
It also might impact our hunger afterwards. I don't know if anyone's trained fasted and then come out of a session and you're just like absolutely starving. That's obviously not a great place to be, especially if you're someone that already struggles with their relationship with food and with how they manage their hunger. And then thirdly is that as a woman, it's not great for creating a good environment for our hormones if we train fasted. Our reproductive system is very sensitive in fact, our whole body is more sensitive to energy deficits than we see in men. So we don't want to rock that boat, should we say. Um, we want to make sure that we are creating the optimal environment for our hormones to function. I don't like to use the word balance your hormones because you don't really have that much control over your hormones, but you do have control over the environment with which you create that they can thrive in. Um, and they thrive better when we are eating regularly and we are giving our bodies the fuel for the work required. Um, especially if you are somebody that has previously lost their period or is trying to recover from hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is loss of period, and this usually comes from... Uh, a lack of energy available, so maybe over-restriction, too much energy output, sometimes it's both. Um, what we don't want to do is we don't want to have huge in-day deficits. So although some people maybe over the span of a full day aren't in a energy deficit, we wake up and we might start at like zero, let's say, you know, energy balance. Then we don't have breakfast, we get up and we go and do exercise. We are then creating an in-day deficit. And for some of us, if we didn't really eat much the day before, we might already be starting the day below zero. So already in an energy deficit. And we're going to tip up and down the scale all through the day. And I've done a post on this before, but what we don't want to do is tip too far into um, a deficit throughout the day. Even if later in the day we come out of that, we want to constantly be trying to keep ourselves within that that balance throughout the day. And we do that by eating regularly, obviously. So just to give you some pointers on why I'm always preaching about don't train fasted. Um, but we'll obviously get into then, okay, well, what does that look like if you train early when we talk about what specific foods we can eat? Um, and also remembering that fasted isn't just when you wake up. Fasted is the opposite of a fed state. And you can start to go into a fasted state like four hours after eating, you can start to return to, pardon me, um, a fasted state. So don't just think of this as first thing in the morning. Think of this as if you have not eaten anything for over four hours, you are potentially back in a fasted state. So it's worth thinking about getting something pre-workout. Now, what exactly should we be doing with our nutrition pre-workout? And what kind of food should we be eating? So I think when we think about this, people always jump to protein. They think about protein in terms of, well, we need protein for training and recovering. And whilst that is very true, um, we do want protein. When we're thinking about pre-workout, we maybe don't need to think so much about protein. Protein is the one macronutrient that we can't store in our body which is why it's important that we need to spread our intake across the day. So most of us should be eating regular protein at most meals. That's why I tell my clients to do that and they probably get sick of me saying it, but it's really important. So considering that the purpose of pre-workout fuel is to provide energy, 
the importance of protein in that pre-workout meal or snack depends on a few things because protein can take longer to digest and therefore it is slower to provide energy. However, you still might want some protein in your pre-workout meal because that's going to support your overall protein intake throughout the day. It can also help increase the muscle's ability to repair after your workout, right? But this is if we're eating a full meal. Um, What we do need to be mindful of is protein that is quite high in fat, well, fat can slow digestion rate. So if you're going to be eating this quite close to your workout, you might find that it's not fully digested, it sits quite heavy and you don't feel great. So those are some things to think about when it comes to protein. I would say as a rule of thumb, if you have like a good couple of hours before your training session, then we should be focusing on having a meal. When it gets closer to training session, we should be looking more at a snack. And again, we'll talk about this in terms of what exactly you should be eating in a second. But when we're thinking about this, I want you to think about, okay, how close am I? And that will kind of inform whether you're going to be having like a meal or a snack and whether you're going to include protein or not. The thing we really want to think about is carbohydrates. In most sports, particularly high intensity ones, and I'm going to use CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu as examples because those are the type of sports that I do, but carbohydrates are the body's preferred fuel source. Now we can store carbohydrates in the form of glycogen. So we break down carbohydrates into glucose and then we store it as glycogen in our muscles and in our liver. And in the absence of actual food, we can convert this glycogen back into glucose that can be dripped back into our bloodstream and that can help maintain our blood glucose levels and help us maintain a certain level of intensity within our training. When our glycogen stores are at full capacity, They can normally provide us energy for up to 24 hours, which is absolutely mega. But we normally top them up through the day as we eat. So we don't normally need to think about it too much. However, the rate at which we use glycogen is higher when we're exercising, okay? So if you're not exercising, we usually can keep our stores topped up by just eating regularly throughout the day. We need to think about it when we are exercising and we're exercising at higher intensities because these glycogen stores can then become depleted and that's, that's going to happen even quicker if you do high-intensity sports like CrossFit or Jiu-Jitsu. So if we want to maintain high levels of performance during exercise and prevent that fatigue that I spoke about earlier, it's really important to ensure that we're topping up these glycogen stores before we go into a training session. And this is why the main thing you want to be thinking about is carbohydrates in your pre-workout meal or snack. Caffeine, that's the next thing I want us to think about. It would be pretty remiss of me to not mention caffeine because, of course, that is a big part of a lot of people's pre-workout ritual, shall we say, um, is having some form of caffeine, whether that's a coffee, whether that's for me, a kind of monster, or whether that's some sort of pre-workout. So if you want to get the benefits of caffeine, because we know that caffeine is an amazing Um, performance enhancing supplement. It has many various performance benefits. It can also help with alertness. It can help block the receptors that are associated with our perception of pain. It can help improve muscle endurance, muscle contractions, all of these things. If you want to experience the benefits of that, then how much should we be having? We want to be having between three to six milligrams per kilogram of body weight 
about 30 to 60 minutes before your session. So for instance, if you weigh 60 kilogram, like I do, then that would look like something between 180 to 360 milligrams of caffeine, which is a pretty standard coffee, um, Americano, cappuccino, whatever you're having, or a standard kind of pre-workout. I think most um, energy drinks also have that as well. What you need to be aware of though, is that the more caffeine you have, the more tolerance you can build up. Um, So some people might need less, some people might need more, depending on how often you have caffeine. Taking regular breaks can really help with um, the impacts that it can have. But on the other side of that, some people really can't tolerate it. Um, And if you're one of these unlucky people that can't tolerate it, especially in higher amounts, then it might have the opposite effects on that you might have difficulty concentrating, you might be experiencing feelings of anxiety, increased alertness, maybe even shakes, gut issues, um, which obviously quite negative. So it's worth experimenting and finding what works for you um, rather than listening to me and being like, right, I'm going to go have a massive cup of coffee for my workout and then being an anxious shitting mess. (laughs) Um, so next up then we've talked about what we need to consider the next thing is the timing of this so when should we be having this because the timing is really important and that is going to be the difference between you going oh I hate having something before I work oh I can't stomach this or I can't stomach that and it's not that it's it's maybe the wrong thing it's maybe it's the wrong time okay so Let's say you have, you're going to train after work, right? And you have had your lunch about two or three hours before, or you've had something to eat prior to this session about two or three hours before, then that is very safe, safe, is that the word? Um, that would be ideal for you to have like a meal. So something high in carbohydrates, like your starchy carbs, potatoes, rice, pasta, wraps, because that's going to provide longer lasting energy, right? The starchy carbohydrates um, that take a little bit longer to be digested. You can then think about a source of protein, obviously, that's going to help your overall protein requirements. You can think about like moderate fat and fiber. Again, we don't need to be too worried about the speed of digestion. Um, and we know that fats and fibers can slow down digestion. And if it's going to be closer than that, then we need to maybe think about, okay, we need it to digest a bit quicker. So let's say you've maybe only got an hour or two, um, or in extreme cases, maybe like 30 minutes. You're like, I'm training 30 minutes, I need something, okay? Then we want to be thinking about more of your simple carbohydrates, things that are quick to digest, um, things like fruit, jams, honey, sweets, rice cake, jelly, like jelly beans, Haribo, um, like a piece of white toast, muffin, crumpet, whatever. Um, that's going to be that fast acting energy as opposed to starchy carbs, which are more longer lasting. You want to kind of reduce the amount of fats that you're having, probably don't have protein with it and definitely try and have something that doesn't contain too much fiber, like quite low in fiber because we don't want to have digestive issues when we're eating something and then going straight into exercise. Um, so two to three hours out, you're thinking like a proper meal, more complex carbohydrate, some protein in there, closer to your workout, we're thinking simple stuff, really fast digesting, fast acting, something that we can use fairly quick. So what would be some examples, right? Let's say that you are 
eating two to three hours for your workout, right? Maybe it's gonna be something like chicken and rice and vegetables or tofu stir fry noodles. Maybe it's gonna be porridge and berries and a bit of peanut butter. Maybe it's going to be a bagel with Philadelphia and salmon and spinach. So you're thinking like quite a substantial meal, like a balanced meal, let's say. If it's more like one to two hours, then we can still have something quite substantial. So that might be a couple of rounds of toast with jam. It might be some Greek yogurt with fruit. <clears throat> it might be something like a muesli bar or a cereal bar. Then when we get below an hour, that's when it's probably gonna be something like uh, banana or rice cakes with jam or a glass of orange juice, glass of apple juice. This is my kind of go-to when it's early morning and when I don't want to eat something, I'm pretty much getting up like less than an hour before I'm even training. I'm thinking about having a glass of fruit juice and then probably taking my coffee or my monster in the car on the way to the gym. Um, another thing might be handful of dried fruit or a handful of jelly beans like this is when sweets are great for us when it comes to performance and um, or something like a lucasade or a sports drink so there's some ideas for things depending on the time away or a time the time before you work out now during your workout and I think this is probably where we might talk about this more in terms of running but Sometimes it might be optimal to have an additional source of energy within your workout. So this is what we call intra-workout fuel or nutrition. Um, and this is usually if you're gonna have a session that maybe lasts more than an hour and a half, two hours. I don't know if any of that um, is relevant to any of you listening. Or it might even be like 60 minutes, really high intensity. That might be something that you think about, hmm, I might have to top up during my session, it might be that you've literally really, really not fueled yourself well that day at all. So all of your meals leading up to the session have been like really lackluster. You can feel that you're underfueled. Another example might be that you're training multiple times a day or you're at a competition. So maybe like a, a CrossFit competition where there's various wads throughout the day or a jiu-jitsu competition where you've got like multiple matches in the morning and in the afternoon. Then it might be a time to think, okay, I'm gonna probably need some fast acting carbohydrates during this to provide the energy that I need. Um, this usually requires like you doing some experimenting and figuring out what's gonna work with you because all of us digest things differently and some things might make my stomach quite uncomfortable, but for other people, they might be able to tolerate that really well. Um, and we need to think about the speed at which it is digested by you because when we digest food, we are diverting blood flow from working muscles to our digestive system. And that's why we like to have things that are low in fat and low in fiber because we don't want to pull that blood away from it. So we need to find something that we can digest really quickly and tolerate really well. Um, and that might look like sports gels for some people. It might be Lucozade for other people. Um, it might be sweets for some people. You need to figure out what works for you. But Generally, we go by the rule of thumb that we need around 30 grams of carbohydrate per hour. 
okay? So if you're exercising for one to two hours, then we probably wanna be looking at 30 to 60 grams. Anything above that, again, you're looking at 60 to 90 and, and, and every kind of hour after that, we need to be topping up, yeah? Um, also, key one, stay hydrated. I think that's a given. If your pee is not clear going into a session or near to clear, you're not hydrated going into that. Um, when it comes to during a workout, I wouldn't give yourself like a target as such, unless you're an athlete and you know that you need a specific amount, and you know your sweat rate. I would say drink to thirst is a great idea. Your body will kind of help you out <laughs> and tell you that you need water. So try and just drink to your own thirst because drinking too much can again upset your stomach. Um, and it, you don't want to be peeing in the middle of a workout, especially if you're running. You don't want to be peeing every two minutes on the side of the road. So if you are going to be training more than a few hours, then you maybe need to think about your intra-workout fuel. And that probably tips us into talking about running next time. Um, I'm not a runner, but I'm going for my first run this evening. So, you know, I'll probably start talking like I'm a runner. I'll start giving you all advice on your running technique. Um, no, I won't really. I really won't. So let's conclude then. Carbohydrates are our body's preferred fuel source. Um, the more active you are, the more intense your exercise, the more you will need carbohydrates. So our pre-workout nutrition is really important, but our overall intake through the day is also really important. So don't get too caught up in that. Um, Aim to eat your regular balanced meals, you know, a source of complex carbohydrates, protein, fat and fruit and veg with most. And if you haven't got that in, then you can top up with a bit of a pre-workout snack a little bit closer to your workouts. And again, it just takes some experimenting, see what feels good to you, especially if you're an early morning trainer. Try and find things that suit you, are easy for you to transport, really accessible for you and see how it impacts your performance. I have never had someone come back to me and say, you know what, Sky, I added in something before my workout early in the mornings or whenever it may be, and I performed worse. Like, no one's ever said that, ever. <laughs> so go away, give it a try. If you're really stuck, feel free to message me or ask for some recommendations. But I hope that has made it a bit clearer of what you need to think about when it comes to your pre-workout nutrition. Go forth lift heavy, run fast, be badasses, and I will speak to you next week. Yes, we're going to go back to weekly podcasts um, in your ear holes. And I hope you have a lovely day, evening, or week. As always, any questions can be emailed to me or sent to me on Instagram. And if you have anything else that you would like me to cover, then let me know.